We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is July 25th, it is 2019, and we have six baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I am riding solo today, only six games to talk about, um, you know, handle this six-game slate by myself, and um, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders links, that way you get access to three months of Roto-Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft, and you'll get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over to check them out. Good slate to check them out. You know, a lot of a lot of hitting options, not a ton of pitching options. So a two-pitcher slate that has a lot of position, position eligibility, um, you know, makes a lot of sense on a slate like this. So maybe this is this perfect slate to go over there and, um, you know, give them a look. We get started here in Fenway. We got the Yankees and the Red Sox, 11 total. Tanaka, Porcello, um, pick them game here. You know, when we look at this game, we always expect this series to, you know, have a lot of fireworks in it. Tanaka has been okay this season, you know, 4.2 XFIP. You know, walk rate around 5%, 20% strikeout rate on the year. Uh, he's been okay. Uh, but we look at the last few starts for him. Over the last four games, he's allowed at least four in runs in those in three of those four games. And he's allowed at least one home run in five straight games now in eight of his last ten. So a little bit of struggles for Tanaka recently. Just pitched at Fenway not too long ago and got absolutely rocked. So don't have a ton of interest here in Tanaka at this price point. You know, it's it's been one time over the last 10 games that he's gone over 30 fantasy points. So I just don't see a ton of upside from Tanaka here. Uh, and Porcello has been a guy that's really been struggling recently. Um, anybody that's been watching, you know, I'm a Red Sox fan. I watch a lot of Red Sox games. Porcello has just been really, really bad. You know, we look at the last five games for him. He's allowed at least four in runs and five straight. Um, and he's allowed at least one home run in four of the last five and four straight. So it's been a struggle here 
for Porcello. Didn't even get out of the first inning the last time he faced this team. So it's going to be a stay-away spot for me on Porcello. This game's rocking an 11 total. These two teams have really high implied totals, which are the highest as I'm recording this podcast. So this is going to be an absolute load-up spot on as far as the bats go. Porcello's been struggling with lefties and righties. Um, when we're looking at this lineup, there's plenty of bats to choose from here for the Yankees. Uh, Didi, you know, all these guys have been priced up. You know, Didi was cheap, and now he's 4.9K. So, you know, Gary Sanchez going to the IL um, with the groin um, injury. You know, it would be interesting to see kind of if we get any of these cheap Yankees bats uh, if Gardner doesn't play and, you know, with Sanchez on the IL. So um, I, I like the Yankees quite a bit here. They're they're probably my favorite team on the slate. Like I said, Porcello has been really, really struggling. Uh, but it's not going to be easy to stack these guys. But the good thing is we just we don't have a ton of pitching on the slate. So definitely, um, you know, loading up on bats as much as I can. As far as the Red Sox go, you know, I, I think that they're another team that you can look at stacking here. Like I said, this game has the highest implied total on the slate. A lot of runs expected to be scored here. So don't mind looking at the Red Sox, you know, Betts, Devers, Bogarts, uh, J.D. Martinez, Ben Attendi, uh, Mitch Moreland's back. You know, if you can get him cheap anywhere, he's in a good spot here against Tanaka. So really like all these guys, Yankees, or I mean the Red Sox, has some cheaper bats, you know, J.D., uh, 4,500, Ben Attendi, 43, Moreland, 42. Uh, Vasquez is starting to finally come down at 4K. You know, I still don't think I'd pay that price for him, but um, don't mind getting exposure to some of these cheaper Red Sox bats. Um, like I said, this is going to be a game that I feel like you can get as many bats from it as you possibly um, can. Minnesota. At Chicago, that was the only 7 o'clock game, so we have two 8 o'clock games here. Um, Barrios against Jay Leto, um, 8.5 total. Barrios is a 144 favorite. These are the two highest-priced pitchers on the slate. Um, you know, obviously, going up against the White Sox, there's a lot of strikeout upside here for Barrios. Um, you know, he's had mixed results against this team this season and two starts. So, I don't hate it. Um, you know, he's been a guy that hasn't been, like, on top of his game recently. So, you know, him being one of the highest-priced pitchers on the slate, it's tough to stomach. But once we get past these guys, there's just not a ton of options. So I don't mind, you know, getting Barrios here. I think the matchup's a little bit better for Barrios than it is for Gioletto. So I think that if I'm leaning one of, the, one of these two guys, um, I'm leaning towards Barrios at this time. So. um. As far as Gioletto goes, you know, he's been a guy that, you know, after struggling last year in in the majors, you know, he's been pitching really well in the minors for a while now. So after struggling at the major league level again last season, he's been a lot better this year. We're finally starting to see, you know, the talented prospect, you know, really come out and 29.8% strikeout rate, 14.4% swinging strike rate. The problem is, um, you know, outside of like three or four of these guys, everybody's strikeout rate is under 20%. They just don't strike out that much. I think he's a good tournament play here. I, I, I think I would reserve him for tournaments only. Like I said, I, I lean Barrios. Um, but he's a guy that has 30-point upside in any matchup. So, you know, I certainly don't mind him here. As far as the Minnesota bats go, 
you know, just kind of looking, um, you know, you're getting a little bit of a discount on some of these guys like Kepler's 44, Rosario's 44, Cruz is 43, um, Polanco's 45, you know, you're getting a little bit of a discount on some of these guys. So I don't think I would end up stacking them on full stack, but like if you want to do like a two or three man stack here, um, I, I certainly don't mind it. As far as the White Sox bats go, you know, Barrios is a guy that is very hit or miss sometimes, you know, still not giving up a ton of hard contact to righties. So you really want lefties and there's just not a lot of power lefties in this lineup. Uh, Moncada is fine and maybe AJ Reed, but, um, you know, I, I just, I just don't like it that much. I, I think this is a spot that probably not going to have a ton of bats from this game just in general. Cleveland at Kansas City taking on the Royals. 10 total here. Adam Plutko um, against Mike Montgomery. Um, Plutko is a 136 favorite here. Not really saying much outside the fact that, you know, they expect Cleveland to score more runs than Kansas City. Plutko, 15.7% strikeout rate on the season. A little bit more higher strikeout rate against righties. You know, Kansas City, mixed bag of strikeouts. Uh, not a not a bunch of strikeout guys, but, you know, they're kind of middle of the road here against right-handed pitching. So I don't think this is a spot I'd play Plutko, but we don't have a ton of options today. So I think that, you know, you could potentially look at doing it. Um, as far as Mike Montgomery goes, I'm going to pass like a hard pass here. He's a pitch to contact guy that is giving up a lot of hard contact and generating hardly any soft contact. So um, definitely not going to Montgomery here. Uh, let's talk bats. We'll start with the Cleveland side of things. Um, they're kind of priced up here. You know, uh, Mercado, uh, Lindor, both kind of up there towards the top. I, I like the spot for Jose Ramirez. He's a guy that can get the ball up in the air. Um, Luplo is a guy that I really like here as well. I don't think I'd hate on really any of these Cleveland bats. You know, Perez, 3,500 as a catcher spot. Um, you know, just going to kind of have to see what we're looking at, um, you know, as far as this lineup when it comes out. So, but yeah, I like Luplo a lot. I like Jose Ramirez a lot. You know, Ramirez is a guy that doesn't have a ton of, of power numbers this season against lefties, but he has a 90% contact rate against left-handed pitching this season. So there's plenty of upside here for Jose Ramirez um, against a guy like Montgomery. Uh, as far as the Kansas City bats go here, you know, Plutko, very, very low strikeout rate against lefties. So kind of have to like Alex Gordon here. I don't mind rounding it off like a three or four man here uh, with Dozier, Solaire, maybe Merrifield as your fourth. Um, Nicky Lopez would be still really cheap on sites. Um, you know, there's just no strikeouts for Plutko. He's just not a guy that's going to go out and overpower anybody. You know, he's 2.8K on DraftKings. So, Nicky Lopez is okay. Um, but, yeah, I really like the spot for Dozier, Solaire, um, Gordon. Gordon, 4.4K. Uh, Solaire, 4.5K. You know, you're paying up for Witt and Dozier. But um, they'll, they'll be pretty low on here today. There, there's a lot of – um, good spots even on the six game slate for bats. So 
We continue to move on here. Texas at Oakland. Ariel Gerardo against Brett Anderson. Nine and a half total here. Um, Anderson's a 180 favorite. Um, Oakland has one of the higher implied totals on the slate. Um, you know, Anderson, you know, coming back from the birth of a, a child. So, um, you know, you got that narrative going. Uh, let's start with Gerardo. You know, he's a guy that, you know, really struggles with power righties, uh, does generate some ground balls, but he gives up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. Doesn't really strike lefties out. And, you know, like I said, he struggles with right-handed power bats. So there's a lot of power in this lineup. This game's in Oakland. Um, you know, he has that going for him. That's probably the only thing that he has going for him at this point. Um, so don't think I'm going to pull the trigger on Gerardo here. You know, he's 5.2K. There's not a ton of options on the slate, but don't think I can do it. Um, as far as Bray Anderson goes, I, I think he's okay. You know, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. I don't think he has a ton of upside here. I think he can go out and put up, you know, 15 to 20 fantasy points. And with the options that we have on the slate, um, <laughs> you kind of just have to, you know, be okay with that. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I think that, you know, he's serviceable here, especially, especially like Texas against lefties. We, we just know, how that usually goes. So Texas against lefty is not the best team. They don't walk very high and, you know, Anderson's very efficient anyway. So he just doesn't have a ton of strikeout upside. That's it. He's just going to pitch the ground balls. And this ballpark is certainly going to help him. As far as the Texas bats go, um, Anderson has a 70% ground ball rate against lefties this season. Don't really want to play any of the lefties. Gives up a lot of hard contact to the righties. So, don't mind maybe looking at a DeShields or a Hunter Pence. Um, it's a six-game slate. So if we're going to get some of these bats lower owned, I don't hate it. Um, you know, Andrus is okay. Um, Danny Santana has a massive strikeout rate, but he has a 264 ISO with a 49% hard hit rate against lefties this season facing a guy that, you know, just doesn't strike people out. So Danny Santana might be a guy you look at in tournaments here. As far as the Oakland bats go, I already said it. Like, Gerardo struggles with right-handed power bats. I really like Chapman. Um, Kana is the guy that I really like. I don't think a lot of people will be on him. You know, he's a massive fly ball hitter uh, with plenty of um, ISO, um, you know, plenty of power. So, really like Mark Kana here. Um, he's a guy that, I, I, you know, I just – I really don't think people are going to play a lot of him. So, especially at 4,500 – Again, I'd probably play him more in the outfield than at first base, but if I need to use him there, I need to use him there. Um, feels like forever since Chris Davis hit a home run. You know, I, I think that we can keep playing him in tournaments. Um, I do think it, there's something there. Like, a guy just doesn't, like, all of a sudden just lose all of his power. So, um, I don't hate Chris Davis. Um Six-game slate, we know his types, type of upside. It's just where has that upside um, been? Because it's certainly, it's certainly struggling a little bit right now. We're not the first to say it. Sometimes we need a vacation from our vacation. Delayed flights, hotel issues, chatty travel companions. Get away for two minutes twice a day with Quip. 
Their wireless electric toothbrush is lightweight and compact, so it packs away easily in your tote or carry-on when you overstuff your luggage. Trust me, happens to all of us. Plus, the time sonic vibrations give you a break from that jam-packed itinerary, even if it's just between moving from the hammock to the pool chair. When it's finally time to go home, keep staycationing with a fresh and simple health routine. Built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and to help you clean your mouth evenly. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or clean evenly. Brush heads automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. A friendly reminder when it's time to refresh and stay committed to our oral health. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective. So one of the reasons that I love Quip is that timer. Um, I'm always on the go. I'm always, you know, super, super busy. So um, love the fact that, you know, it, it reminds me that I need to take my time, brush my teeth, and um, if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go right now to getquip.com slash rotogrinders, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash rotogrinders. We got two games left here. Baltimore at L.A. taking on the Angels. Um, I was trying to find, before we got started here, um, what Baltimore is going to do, and it looks like we're going to see Jimmy Yacobonis, um start this game. You know, he's a guy that, you know, is kind of an opener. Um, it sounds like Tom Esch- Elshman is going to be the long guy here. Um, so, uh, and then on the other side of this game, we have Jose, um, Jose Suarez. Uh, so, you know, obviously Tom Elshman starting or being the long man here, um, you know, young pitcher, you know, was drafted by the Astros, was involved in a trade with the Phillies. Now he's pitching with Baltimore. His biggest issue is he's just not a big strikeout guy. In AAA this season with Baltimore, he has a 13.3% strikeout rate with a 6.3% swinging strike rate. So, Facing a team that just doesn't strike out very much against right-handed pitching already, and then, you know, just not having a bunch of strikeout stuff, it's just a spot that I think we're going to stay away from him, and we'll talk about the Angels' bats when we get there in a second. Um, You know, Jose Suarez, we don't have a ton of options today that are cheap. You know, he's 8,200. I was hoping that he was going to be a little bit cheaper than that. I think he's okay. I wish, like I said, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. But I do think he has a little bit more upside than maybe like a Brett Anderson. So one of the reasons that, you know, we like Barrios today is because of his upside. So, you know, trying to find that SP2 to play with him today is just awful. Um, so it's a tough one. So that's why I think that Suarez is okay. Um, there, there are strikeouts. There's plenty of strikeouts here. He does have a 23.3% strikeout rate against righties, 28% against lefties. His biggest issue is just his ISO and hard hit rate with his fly ball rate against righties, this ballpark this season, you know, playing much friendlier to hitters. So as far as the Baltimore bats go here, 
I don't mind Nunez. He's always a guy that I like to play against left-handed pitching. Um, you know, we talk about him quite a bit on this podcast. So Nunez at 4,100. Um, I, I do really like Alberto. Um, 3,400. You know, he's a guy that doesn't have a ton of power, but he's very good at getting on base against lefties. So at 3.4K, you know, he's certainly a guy that I'm considering for cash games here. Um, Mancini's always in play against lefty, and uh, if Severino is in there, you know, he's not the worst play at catcher at 3,300. As far as the Angels go, I, I, I like the Angels a lot today. Like, we have a pitcher that, really just doesn't miss bats and you know this is a team that just has a ton of power this is a great ballpark uh this season like i said so honestly i think that the angels are um a top three probably stack on the slate like you know we talked about the red sox and yankees and there's spots that we like you know we like the indians we don't mind oakland but the stack for the angels seems really very 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 playable here you know trout's 5.7 and Otani is 4.9, but the rest of the stack's pretty cheap. You know, you get Calhoun at 4.4 if you want to play Pulhos at 4.4. Upton's 4K. Um, you know, you'll have to see what the rest of this lineup looks like as it starts to come out. But outside of Trout, like, you can make this stack work. So, um, and I'm definitely not leaving Trout out on my stack if I'm stacking the Angels here, unless he's not in the lineup, obviously. All right, last game on the slate. We got Detroit at um, Seattle. Um, Drew Vernigan against Wade LeBlanc. Um, Drew Vernigan, you know, he's been a guy that's been up, down, around um, for a long time with the with the Tigers. You know, he's not a guy that has a ton of strikeout upside, you know, kind of average, close to average. Um, I'm trying to find out if there was a pitch count on him really quick. Um, he's just he, – honestly, he's not that great. Um, he's been terrible in AAA too, like – He's 4K, and on this slate, like, I'm not saying that I won't play him against Seattle. Um, You know, I probably will fire a couple shots on him in tournaments here. You know, I just – he's 4K. Like, go out and do okay. You know, he's just not very good. He does have, you know, a really solid strikeout rate against righties. Like, he does have, um, you know, a, a slider. So, like, he can generate some strikeouts if there's righties here. But, uh, pretty left-handed heavy lineup for Seattle nowadays. So, you know, he really does struggle with lefties. So he did, he does generate, you know, plenty of, um, soft contact against lefties. So let's take a shot. Um, we'll talk about the Seattle bats here in a second. Um, it looks like it's going to be an opener, um, with Matt Whistler. Um, and then, you know, Wade LeBlanc is going to come in here. Detroit's a team that I like to play pitchers against. Wade LeBlanc is not very good at pitching nowadays, but he's 5.8K. He's facing Detroit. This game's in Seattle. Um, he's he's playable. Uh, you know, that, that's as easy as it's going to get. Like, 
he's not a lock and load play by any means, but he's playable here. Like he's just playable. Like you don't want to go crazy on the ownership with him, but you know, he is a guy that has a 29% strikeout rate against lefties. If they roll out some lefties here, uh, much lower strikeout rate against righties, you know, he used to be a massive ground ball guy against righties. We look at this team against left-handed pitching this season they have one, two, three, four, five guys with strikeout rates over 25% against lefties this year. So there's a lot of upside here for LeBlanc just because of the matchup. Um, you know, with that said, though, um, as far as Detroit bats go, I do actually like this spot for Jacoby Jones. Uh, he's a guy that does get the ball up in the air against lefties. So. Don't mind Jacoby Jones if he's batting leadoff. He'll be on the road here. Outside of that, I'm probably not going to go too crazy here. Nick Castellanos, Dixon, um, always in play against the lefty. Castellanos is 4K. That price tag is very, very fair. So don't mind that. As far as the Seattle bats go, you know, Vogelbach coming off of a big game. Uh, I think he's very much in play here again at 4,200. Um. He has been kind of slumping, though. Like, you know, obviously that could get him back on track a little bit. Um, you know, we'll have to see if Domingo Santana is back. He's dealing with a little bit of an elbow issue. You know, any of these cheap guys, I think J.P. Crawford is very playable at 3.8K. Um, you know, in all formats, I think he's in play at that price. So nobody else really standing out to me for Seattle here. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here for this Thursday. And we're back tomorrow talking more baseball, as always. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Um, nobody. <laughs> um, honestly, like, I, I don't think any of these guys get there. You know, just give me Brett Anderson – because I think he scores the most fantasy points. Um, over 8K to get under 15. Give me Tanaka for that one. I don't like Tanaka here. Over 4K to hit a home run. You know what? Give me Otani. I really like the Angels today. Give me Otani to hit a home run. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Um, give me Alberto from Baltimore and then a stack to score six or more runs. Give me the angels. Um, yes, the angels. That is who I will take to get the job done today for six or more. As always appreciate you guys listening to the podcast each and every day uh, means a lot to me and uh, hopefully this helps and we'll get back on track and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow um, breaking down and talking about more baseball. Good luck and we'll see you then.